Hello and welcome in to another exciting winter meetings edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. And I'm excited because we have news or maybe not, or maybe nothing's happened. I don't know. Uh, but to fill us in on all of that is my vice mayor, uh, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman coming to us live from Nashville, Tennessee. Jesse, uh, how is everything going there uh, at, at, what is it, the, the Gaylord uh is it the Gaylord? It's not the Gaylord. Texan. Gaylord Opryland. Opryland, uh, Tennessee. Something. Uh, convention it's Center Hotel. Like an entire universe. Mall. Uh, in one hotel. Yeah, this this place is wild. Honestly, I haven't. I feel like I haven't talked enough about that on this show. Yeah, yeah um, this it's, is it's like a crazy hotel. This is like eight times larger than any hotel I've been in in my life, and it's not yes. even really a hotel. It's like. There, it's like an indoor mall and also like a biosphere where yes. like uh, there's uh, extensive numbers of plants being grown like everywhere. Uh, yeah. There are like uh, man-made rivers flowing through this thing. You can take boat tours of a hotel. <laughs> I don't know where I've been the last few days, Derek. I'm still trying to get my head it's, around it. <laughs> it's a lot like Wonka's uh, factory, right? It's a lot like that. But instead of making candy, we're making deals uh, over there. By the way, I don't think I introduced myself. For those of you that don't know me, I am still the mayor of Phoenix, according to Heidi Watney, uh, Derek Montilla. Uh, and I was just, again, so excited that we finally have rumors circulating jesse we have rumors swirling it feels like for the most part uh the arizona diamondbacks are getting things are whittling down a little bit for them and the names that they're being connected to and they are some of the same names that you and i've heard i, I think over the course of the week some names we've discussed quite a bit but uh my, my biggest concern right now is is news from bob nightingale that the boston red sox are reportedly interested in la pina our very own, my, my hair twin, uh, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. And we knew that was inevitable, but now the time is happening. It's, it's the thing is happening now, Jesse. Former hair twin, for the oh, record. Yeah, you don't right. have purple hair anymore, it's, Derek. It's gone don't now. kid yeah, the people. It's gone now. Yeah, it's been it's gone just, for months. Yeah, well, Alec wants me to dye it lime green now, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, <laughs> obviously, this fills the void left by Alex Verdugo, who was traded to the Yankees. Uh, and uh, again, we knew this was something that was going to to happen, uh, but it's still sad that this news is kind of you know bubbling up, and that we are close to the inevitable loss of of our former outfielder. Yeah, no, no surprises, right? Um, right. We we did talk about at the beginning of the off season, uh, you know, there there's an off chance maybe that the Diamondbacks would bring back Lourdes, but it never felt particularly likely, and at this point feels maybe even less likely than it ever did, even though it didn't really ever feel likely. So yeah, it, it, I think it's, it's just, just a matter sad of reality. Yeah. It's, it's the sad reality of the situation. Right. And of course uh, we know that that leaves the diamondbacks also with a void, but uh, the, the Yankees, they have no voids. It doesn't seem like because they are on the verge of now completing the trade. We've heard about quite a bit uh, where Juan Soto seems to be a lock to go to the Yankees via trade per, per John Heyman. Uh, he reported that Trent Grisham is also included in the deal. So this sounds like this is something that's just a matter of of figuring out like players involved and and how it's going to move forward. But it seems like this this is a done deal. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess I guess it's good for baseball in the sense that we actually have some semblance of like big trade news to talk about sure. this week. Uh, sure. although it's not, it's not official as of, as of right now, at least as we're, as we're doing this, but yeah, I mean, the Yankees still have problems. I don't know if this, if this necessarily will catapult the Yankees to the top of the AL East or anything. In fact, it seems highly unlikely that it would, but Juan Soto is a, is a very, very good player. And, um, and, and yeah, I mean this, this deal for Alex Verdugo as well, these things, these things kind of kind of go together we know that the verdugo deal at this point it appears is is complete and then uh juan soto it sounds like within pretty short order that deal will will be done as well so it, it's a i mean the yankees really needed to add some outfielders right it was aaron yeah. judge and then kind of a bunch of question marks it also sounds like according to john Heyman, that trent grisham will be included in this deal with san diego um so yeah that's a pretty complete outfield i mean you've got verdugo soto judge and then Trent Grisham maybe as a fourth outfielder, 
He also plays a really, really good center field defensively. So, you know, the, the Braves have been doing stuff and uh, and the Yankees kind of kind of getting in, in on some action here over the last couple of days as well. Well, that's uh, that's not the only deal, because we also have an actual free agency move with one of the bigger names on the market. Craig Kimbrell goes to the Orioles on a one year $13 million deal. Again, these are this is all AL East news. And honestly, if we can get Otani to the Blue Jays, it would complete the Thanos gauntlet of AL East news of things happening there. But this move, not as big. And honestly, uh, I don't mean to diminish Craig Kimbrell's, Kimbrell's accomplishments, but this is the kind of move that I w- I'm afraid about the Diamondbacks making, right, Jesse? A move where, I mean, it's not to say Kimbrell still isn't a quality reliever that can help your team win, but that seems like a lot of money to spend on one guy that at least from a diamondbacks fan perspective, uh, didn't seem to be worth all that money, uh, especially when it came down to certain situations in the, in the playoffs there. Yeah. He didn't look like a guy you want to pay $13 million to, uh, even, even over, you know, just a, just a one-year contract. All of the relievers have really been getting paid a lot. Uh, we saw Emilio Pagan get a get a two year deal recently. We saw Craig Kimbrell, of course, as we were just talking about uh, fan graphs, according to their their crowdsource numbers. They had Kimbrell at one year, 10 million. He gets one year, 13 million. They had uh, they had Emilio Pagan at one year, five million. He wound up getting a two year deal. Um, Reynaldo Lopez got three years and $30 million, which was way higher Crazy. than uh, what yeah. most people had projected there. So all of the relievers right now, uh, the price there just seems to be really high. And the D-backs are in an advantageous position in that, at least from their standpoint, they don't really think that they need to add a, at least not a high leverage reliever. I think there's right. some potential to, to add some some depth there, but I don't expect them to go out and, you know, try to get a setup man or try to get a closer or anything because, you know, they already they already have those guys in place. Uh, I believe it was D back stats and info tweeted this out, Jesse, to give them credit. But uh, meanwhile, the Orioles pay Craig Kimbrell 13 million. The Diamondbacks will pay Paul Seawald, Andrew Saul, Frank, Kyle Nelson, Luis Frias, Joe Mantiply, Kevin Ginkle and Ryan Thompson somewhere in the neighborhood of 14.26 million uh next year so yeah i think that that's uh quite the savings and and again paul seawald uh, will make maybe about seven million in arbitration something like that but yeah yeah i mean the diamondbacks bullpen as a whole is still uh more expensive than craig kimbrell but like not by that much uh about 50 percent more expensive <laughs> than craig than one pitcher who, who didn't yeah. actually look all that great as we said earlier so yeah, the Diamondbacks are in a good position there where they're not spending all that much money on a bullpen that is one of the best they've had in a long time. So let's talk about players the Diamondbacks have been linked to and maybe one that we hoped hope that they are linked to. Uh, first, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, according to Paul or according to John Heyman, Paul Heyman, completely different guy, uh, is down <laughs> to two teams per John Heyman. Uh, the decision is expected tomorrow which is interesting. It's interesting. He's down to two teams and it's two mystery teams. No information at all provided about who those two teams could be. But um, yeah, I mean, his free agency has been fairly quiet. We know the Diamondbacks had interest. We know we had a lot of interest, but we uh, heard from his agent that there were some geographic uh, concerns or or maybe geographic requests as to f- where he wanted to go, where he wanted to stay. So it, it seemed like the Diamondbacks might not factor in uh, for the, for that. They probably aren't one of these two teams, but fingers crossed that they are, Jesse. Yeah, the geographic restrictions at, at the trade deadline, um, right? He, he rejected the, the deal to the Dodgers, and so it, it right. seemed like he might. But that, I think, was a different situation. We've talked about this before. It's different uh, switching teams and having to pick up and move in the middle of a season versus having yeah. an entire off season to make yeah. that move. So yeah, the report maybe, from, from maybe he hates traffic. Maybe he just, maybe it's LA specifically that he didn't want to move to. Maybe it's not the whole West coast or the Southwest. Maybe he's just like, I hate traffic. I refuse to move to LA, which is, I mean, do be you think, I don't know. What's the traffic situation in Detroit? I mean, 
It's probably not. It's probably not. Dude, does anybody still live in Detroit? I don't know. <laughs> Last time I checked, uh, there, enough, there, there, there yeah, uh, weren't quite as many people living there as there are in LA. But yeah, no, I mean, obviously, you know, um, this isn't anything right now that's been rumored uh, to be linked to the Diamondbacks, but it's very interesting considering we have no idea who these two teams are that Heyman's uh, hinting at. Yeah, I I think it is conceivable that the Diamondbacks are one of them. Uh, that is speculation on my part for, for right now. But okay. Eduardo Rodriguez makes a lot of sense for the Diamondbacks on paper, right? He's a, he's a really left-handed does. pitcher. That's something that the Diamondbacks, it, it would make sense for them to, to get a lefty given the lack of lefties in the rotation right now, as we talked about yesterday. The price point is on the higher end, which is why we've maybe been talking a little bit more about the Seth Lugos and Michael Wakas of the world recently. But that $20 million figure that we keep going back to again, I still don't think that that's necessarily gospel. I wouldn't be shocked if the Diamondbacks yeah. went above that when all was said and done. And Rodriguez would probably push you above that, but not necessarily so far above that. Um, you know, I, I think you're looking at maybe a maybe a four-year deal uh, maybe a little bit under 20 million per year might be possible there. Rodriguez is 30 years old right now. It it makes sense for the for the D-backs in, in a lot of different ways. It would probably require them to stretch the budget a little bit. But Hazen has been saying that the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, have the have the ability to be fairly aggressive in the marketplace. And yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know, say that it's impossible just because of the 20 million figure and how the numbers say. You know, maybe you'd have to go a little bit over that. It, it makes sense for the D-backs in, in, in a lot of different ways. The other thing that I'll say, uh, we're going to get into some of Mike Hazen's comments uh, today a little bit later in the show. But when I asked Mike Hazen today if anything was past the 50-yard line, his answer was a little bit different. And I don't want to go too far down this road um, because this, I mean, this is like real tinfoil hat club, like really... Really trying to, you know, read into his comments, but go speculate. Let's throw some wild speculation out there, Jesse. Let's go. I figured you would love this. Uh, He said, he said, no, when I asked past the 50 yard line, anything past 50 yard line, he said, no, nothing I can report on right now, which if you really want to speculate, there is a world in which no clarifying the no in that way. Indeed could mean that the diamond that there's something there but he just can't actually talk about it at this point so i don't want to go too too crazy with that but again show hey to the diamondbacks confirmed show hey to the diamondbacks confirmed i'm gonna go nuts with it let's go you can be uh rational i will be insane um but yeah uh let's talk about guys though that the diamondbacks have been linked to and some of those guys might not make anybody as happy as me pretending like that Otani is is the person he's referring to but uh the pitchers that seem to keep coming up for the Arizona Diamondbacks one name that we actually like and and think could fit in be a nice fit Seth Lugo uh Jesse and and his name seems to have come up in regards to the Diamondbacks a few times another pitcher maybe that people feel differently about is Lucas Giolito which I think is more of a recency bias right it's more of the fact that he was just kind of bad on at, at the second half of the season after he was traded and really yeah. not worth the assets that he was traded for, but still could end up being a, a very good pitcher for the Diamondbacks should that be the direction they go. But also maybe expensive, maybe maybe not the kind of money we want to spend. Yeah, I don't know if I would say it's the hesitance with Giolito is just recency bias. I mean, when a guy has an ERA like north of seven for you know 12 starts, that's a pretty like sizable sand you're not just talking about one or two bad outings at that point i yeah. still think that giolito is is a better pitcher than that i don't think he's going to have a 70 ra for the rest of his career but yeah there you know there's some genuine reason to be concerned there you look at his 2022 numbers giolito wasn't all that much better than his end of season numbers in 2023 with an era right around five so i understand the hesitance there i think that he's probably a little bit better than maybe even what those end of year numbers uh, would suggest. There are maybe some adjustments that could be made to help him kind of get closer to the pitcher that he used to be. But yeah, I mean, if, if, if it's 
Lugo versus uh, Lucas Giolito. You're you're probably going to pay some money just for the name that is Lucas Giolito and his former status as a top prospect. The fact that he has been a really good pitcher in this league at times in 2021, he was a really good pitcher in this league. But if you're the D-backs and you're really trying to be efficient with the way you're spending your money, I would agree that on paper that doesn't look like the most efficient way unless you're getting him in you know, a lot less than, than what some people seem to be thinking he'll get. The DH that they have been linked to or the DH potential D- designated hitters they've been linked to are the same names we've kind of covered. Uh, it's still it's still J.D. Martinez, which uh, obviously that's the one we all want. Uh, Justin Turner and C.J. Crone is a name you brought up the other day. Uh, a name that's kind of emerged, though, for a position they've been needing to fill is is uh, another catcher on the you know, in their lineup and Tucker Barnhart's name uh, has kind of come up as somebody that the Diamondbacks uh, and the Astros are both interested uh, per Ari Alexander of KPRC2. I I think that's correct. Uh, But yeah, what are your thoughts on Barnhart and the Diamondbacks filling, you know, that positional need as far as, I guess, backup catcher um, and and some guy that's going to share time with Gabby? Mike Hazen said yesterday that he expects Gabby to catch 110 to 120 games. Something in that range was like his, or I think that was, I don't know, the days that the winter meetings are all mixed up. I think Mike Hazen said that two days ago. Um, But yeah, and he did also say that if Gabby was healthy the whole year, maybe he would in reality catch a little bit more than that. But one way or another, the Diamondbacks are not going to get 155 games from Gabby Moreno. You have to have another catcher that you're willing to put out there for a not insignificant portion of the season. And we saw in 2023 what it looks like when there's a pretty big gap between your two catchers where Jose Herrera wasn't contributing a whole lot on either side of the ball, whereas Gabby Moreno was pretty darn good on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I I don't know if, if, uh, you know, the D-backs being 20 games over 500 or whatever, when Gabby was behind the plate, I don't know if that level of performance with him is necessarily sustainable, but you like to, you'd like to close the gap a little bit between Gabby and the backup. If you can, Victor Caratini got two years and $12 million uh, recently from, from the Astros. And uh, that, that move just came out recently. That's kind of a lot of money. So the D-backs are in a little bit of a tough spot there. I, I don't know if they're going to wind up having the resources to get the backup catcher that they might really want, but you can see why they would want to pursue external options there for sure. The big news, Jesse, the big the big calming news is that Shohei Otani is going to make his decision by this weekend. And of course, as we know, that decision is going to be when he reveals he's coming to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, but... Uh, with that being said, uh, Otani, the, the the Otani sweepstakes being over really does feel like uh, potentially the real start of the winter meetings, if you will, the real start, at least of the uh, like transactional period. I know we've had a lot of this stuff kind of bubbling up today. It seems like the stove is heating up. But once again, it does feel like once Otani, you know, obviously signs, what you're going to have is potentially half a half a dozen teams that had Otani money that aren't going to get Otani and are still going to want to spend maybe not all of that, but you know, we'll still have that kind of budgeted money to spend and then they miss out on their guy. Right. So it's like Blake Snell and a lot of these big name pitchers, I think that are going to drive, you know, get, get those big contracts. It, it only makes all the sense in the world for, for all of these guys to hold off until Otani finally signs because people are just going to be throwing around, crazy amounts of money i i feel like after that point i think i know how you're going to answer this but i want to ask you anyway so the dodgers the speculation is that if the dodgers don't get otani then jd martinez resigns with the dodgers right i mean he was really good for them uh, as their dh last year so if the otani thing doesn't work out you bring jd back and, and you're probably set if you're the dodgers of course that would mean jd martinez doesn't come to the d-backs so if you had the choice derek between Otani going to the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks getting JD Martinez or Otani not going to the Dodgers and therefore the Dodgers instead of the D-backs get JD Martinez which which are you, okay is that a ridiculous question is that is that obvious i assume <laughs> 
do you, do I do I do I not want to deal with ten years of Shohei Otani being on our biggest rival? It like it doesn't matter what the other option is, Jesse. I'm taking that. You're like, oh, Derek, would you rather never watch baseball again and just have Shohei not be on the Dodgers? Yeah, I'm making that sacrifice. Whatever choice leads to Otani not being a Dodger is the decision I'm going to make 100 of the time because that is going to be an absolute nightmare for us and as much as i love otani and you know at least we'll get to see him more because it's a division team that we're playing instead of a you know uh, an al team i don't want that for us i don't want that in our division at all again toronto please get the job done we need toronto to get the job done that's 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 all that's 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 all i suspect i suspected that would be an easy answer for you i just i I just wanted to make sure yeah, yeah. No. D-backs fans have a very emotional attachment, I think, to J.D. Martinez, just given how outrageously yeah. good he was yeah. for this team in 2017. But he was like yeah, a he I, was like a I, living I legend. He was like a like a like a tall tale, you know, come to life. Like this man came here and and hit four home runs at Dodger Stadium in one night as a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have a T-shirt yeah. about it. So yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about the 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 short amount of time he was here and and what he did for this team in that span but uh of course uh i'll give you a great option if you want to go see baseball games again see i'm willing to sacrifice that for otani to stay out of la but you don't have to sacrifice anything in fact you can go see all the baseball games next year and you can get the those tickets last minute with our friends from game time uh whether it's a concert whether it's a show whether it's a sporting event doesn't matter game time has your have you has you covered uh they are the place for last minute ticket deals and they're the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the app create an account and use code phnx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and redeem code phnx for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed uh and also been talking about some fun options for people if you want to get creative this holiday season you want to give a gift that's better than than that ugly holiday sweater uh or you know even maybe jewelry or maybe some of those material things that aren't gonna you know aren't, aren't gonna be a day-to-day kind of change in someone's life uh maybe get yourself some new flooring for your family for your loved one in your house and you can do that through our friends at empire today they keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection they also have their virtual floor designer which is a great way to see how the floors will look in any space uh, it's easy all you have to do is take a picture of your house uh, or wherever you're going to put the these new flooring, then you can see how they will look in your room. You can check all their options. And of course, Empire Today prides itself on their convenient shop at home service. Uh, it makes big, big changes like this at the home can make one of the most memorable gifts you've ever had. And of course, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take care of that stuff anyway. So what is there a better time to do it than when you're giving it as a gift to someone else? I don't know. Maybe not. So check out Empire today. They do service their own warranties. Uh, and of course, if anything, uh, any problems arise, you can just call Empire. They will take care of everything themselves. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners will receive a $350 off discount when you use promo code PHNX. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Uh, big shout out to all of you guys for being here in the PHN Exports YouTube channel right now. Of course, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, do so now. Uh, leave us a thumbs up. Leave us a like. We always appreciate you doing that. Uh, also, make sure you sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. If you are a listener on the listening side, make sure you subscribe over there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate those five-star reviews from you guys. Uh, and, of course, appreciate you guys for being here live uh, in the chat today. Uh, We had the Rule 5 draft in Major League Baseball. That was actually a very scary experience because the Arizona Diamondbacks and Mike Hazen knew there was a good chance that they could lose a a very talented player from their organization. And that that exact thing did, in fact, happen because the D-backs lost Davison De Los Santos to the Cleveland Guardians. uh, And, you know, of course, we talked about it yesterday as being a strong possibility. We knew being a top five prospect in any organization. He was going to be tantalizing to any team to take a look at. Uh, but as Damon said, it's going to be interesting to see what the guardians do with De Los Santos, because taking him in the rule five draft requires uh, that they have him on their roster. Right, Jesse. 
It does. Yeah. Uh, in order for Davis and De Los Santos to actually stay with the Guardians in their organization, they have to keep him on the active roster for the entire season. Otherwise, Davis and De Los Santos goes back to the Diamondbacks. So, yeah, this is uh, we talked about him yesterday as being a candidate to be selected in the draft. I was a little bit skeptical because of just some of the plate discipline issues that, that we've seen down in double a even though the numbers for him were right. a lot better in the second half of the season after making some adjustments uh he's still i mean i think in the second half even during that good stretch i think his strikeout rate was about 26 percent. his walk rate was less than three percent those are those are pretty rough numbers uh for a guy down in down in double a and it's not to say that the d-backs didn't believe in davis and de los santos or think that he could eventually become a valuable member of this team but in the rule five draft that's not that i mean that's not the only question that you're considering you have to decide if you're the d-backs or you had to decide if you're the d-backs whether de los santos was worth a 40-man roster spot and when you're a contending team 40-man roster spots are pretty valuable we saw the d-backs toward the end of the season you know you're adding slade sacconi you're adding bryce jarvis you're adding jordan lawler you you are making additions to the 40-man and what Mike Hazen basically said about this is it's tough if you're a contending team to give one of those spots to a guy in double A who might not even be able to give you uh, who might not be a depth option for the D-backs. Right. Like if they have an injury yeah. or what or whatnot at third base, uh, you know, or at first base, uh, De Los Santos is two primary positions. Are you actually ready to call up De Los Santos to play in the majors on a team trying to contend? That's a bit of a stretch. And the D-backs being in the position that they're in, trying to go for it next year, I understand their thinking on this, even though the outcome is certainly unfortunate, losing a prospect who is as well-regarded as De Los Santos. And, of course, there's a good possibility that based on the rule you discussed, that he actually does end up back here in the Valley, does not stay with the Cleveland Guardians, because that is going to be – a bit difficult to have a guy that struggled with double a pitching a bit, make that leap suddenly to major, a major league roster. And he doesn't have to be on the major league roster. He just has to be on their 40 man roster. Right. So they could, he has to be on their active, their active major league roster. Okay. 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 Cause that's why it's such a, that's why it's such a, that's difficult. Right. You could stash him in triple a potentially if he's still on the 40 man roster, but if he needs to remain on the active roster, then that's, that's pretty pretty hard considering this guy yeah. might not be ready for that yet. Yeah, I mean, the D-backs would – what Mike said is that the D-backs had projected him to start 2024 in AA. They weren't even ready to promote him to AAA based on their, on their in-house evaluation. The D-backs certainly weren't in position to put De Los Santos you know, on the opening day roster or anything in, in the 2024 season, and that's what the Guardians have to do here. Otherwise, you know, not only do they have to put him on the opening day roster, they have to roster him uh, for the entire season. And uh, yeah, like you said, the the chance of him doing that, the chance of him successfully pulling that off, I don't think is all that high, but it is a possibility. There is a chance that De Los Santos goes over there and, you know, makes some adjustments and, you know, turns into a pretty good player and, and is able to blossom in that organization, in which case this would be a really bad look the diamondbacks but we'll just have to see how how that plays out it's interesting the rule five draft as a whole because i feel like at least in this case right that this could impact the development uh, of davis and de los santos right they like this could literally uh impede his development based on how the guardians decide to use him and and kind of how how, how you know the next steps in his career go it doesn't feel like it's the best thing for a young player to be thrust into this situation. However, at the, on the flip side, it's their dream, right? Like if he can actually be on the major league roster and contribute in some way where the guardians do keep him on the active roster all season long, then, I mean, maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a big opportunity for him. Obviously he's not going to, you know, play a lot, uh, especially considering who they got over there at third base, but that could be maybe, why they're forecasting maybe just using them in a very minor role yeah and i i do want to i do want to answer um groundhog mama's question uh karen's question uh she said what if he gets injured how does that work that's a that's oh. a, a really good question i mean like okay well what if he what if he comes in and he just gets hurt 
on opening day and is out for the season, does that mean that, okay, the Guardians just get to keep him for the long haul and they're not subject to this system of having to keep him on the active roster? Uh, generally speaking, if a player does get hurt, that's okay. You can put them on the injured list and it doesn't change things. However, they must meet a 90-day minimum on the active roster. So if De Los Santos was out for the entire season or something, that wouldn't that wouldn't work. The Guardians wouldn't get to keep him in that instance. He has to be on their active major league roster at least 90 days. Um, if he was hurt for part of the year, that'd be okay. But he has to hit that 90 day threshold. Otherwise, he would he would come back to the Diamondbacks. Uh, the Diamondbacks did not select anybody in the major league phase of the Rule Five draft. They did have some transactions in the minor league phase with. A couple of teams i think tim brought it up there he said looks like we got a few guys too though picked up a guy from the dodgers the cubs and what is T texas i'm guessing yeah okay um <laughs> but uh again those are minor league rules so those that that minor league phase of the draft isn't subject to the same rule that jesse is discussing uh so that's different but the diamondbacks did lose a friend of the show seth beer to the pittsburgh pirates in the minor league phase of the draft so uh that at least for now ends his time with the arizona diamondbacks but uh we we had a feeling we wouldn't see the d-backs make any selections in the major league phase because they need to keep that roster spot obviously open for otani right of course yep that's the only explanation that's that's needed right there what other what other explanation would there be jesse of course but <laughs> Uh, Bill says the Soto trade to New York is done. So breaking news, the trade is the, the Juan Soto trade looks like it's happening. Um, or he might not be correct. I don't know. But uh, what we heard prior to going into this episode was that it sounded like it was a lock and the details were just being worked out. So no surprise there that Juan Soto is headed to the New York Yankees. And hey, again, it's a good thing, right? That's less Juan Soto in our lives, Jesse. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Go. I mean, the, yeah. The Padres are, the Padres are, are getting a, a decent haul here. Um, oh, no. I'd have to, I'd have to go and and uh, you know, look into each of these guys a little bit more. Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashioka is what John Morosi just tweeted out All right. uh, a couple of minutes ago. So um yeah, that uh, that's, I guess, good news if you're the Diamondbacks. I mean, this has kind of been suspected for a while that this Juan Soto trade, the trading Juan Soto was going to be inevitable, and him moving out of the NOS certainly certainly doesn't hurt from the Diamondbacks' perspective. What do you think this means, though, overall for the Padres, right? They're most likely losing Blake Snell. They get this kind of haul back. The, I'm not... I'm not saying a rebuild is happening or anything, but it definitely doesn't feel like the Padres right now uh, are that I like, we haven't really seen them connected in any big rumors to teams where they're getting the player, you know, like feels like everybody that's rumored in regards to the Padres is, is the big stars losing the Padres and, and going elsewhere. So, uh, and yes, yeah. we do need to check on Sean because I'm sure, I'm sure Sean is punching a wall right now. I'm sure of it, Jesse. <laughs> There's this narrative out there that Juan Soto is like a bad player. I, I don't I think I might have addressed this on on the show before. I just want to make it clear that I think that's kind of ludicrous. I understand, yeah. you know, he he's not the type of he's not a, he's not a diamondback in that, you know, there's D-backs have a lot of players who uh, on the surface, maybe their numbers don't look good, but they do a lot of the little things. Um, whereas Juan Soto on the surface, his numbers look absolutely spectacular. And yet he doesn't really do a lot of the little things. He's not all that great a base runner. He's yeah. not a very good corner outfield defender, even despite being very young still. Um, so yeah, there's there are some flaws in his game, but he's such an incredibly good hitter and has been such an incredibly consistent hitter in his major league career that uh yeah, Juan Soto is a Juan Soto is a good player. And and the Yankees are, like I said earlier, you know, I, I don't know if this shoots them to the top of the AL East exactly, but um, you know, it's obviously, obviously a really, really big get for them. I think, uh, from my perspective, I've just said that he's a little bit overrated. And I think a lot of people agree that he's overrated rather than bad. He's obviously yeah. a very, very good player. I just don't think that he's maybe in that upper echelon of player that a lot of people put him in. Maybe he's not worth the money that he's you know, making or going to make in his next contract. Well, in the shortened season, like if you look at his stats there, and I think that's kind of when he was crowned. 
yeah. he was like unbelievable. But he obviously it was 50 games. Yeah. And and his OPS and his on-base percentage, his slugging percentage, all great. But he's not, again, the little things. Yeah. He's not like, yeah. A, he's not on the level of like the top, top guys, in I my opinion. I don't care how you rate him. I'm thrilled to have him out of the NL West. Sure. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, and yeah. we can also agree on uh, being a diehard, right? I think all, everybody in this room agrees that everybody listening, everybody watching, everybody here in the chat should already be a diehard. Not overrated. Not definitely not overrated being a diehard. But if you are not a diehard, or if maybe, I don't know, you want, you're looking for that perfect gift, diehard memberships are on sale right now, y'all. They are on sale right now, $59.99. Get yourself all the same benefits of the diehard membership. So if you are not a diehard, now is the best time to join better than ever you'll get that free t-shirt you'll get jesse's newsletter you get access to a members only discord lounge you get tons of benefits from our partners including special special a little special heat from illegal Pete's, uh and so much more so make sure to join us today uh biggest biggest sale of the diehard membership we're going to have so uh if you have always considered signing up but have not done so today is an absolutely great time to do so great gift by the way for your friends that love arizona sports another great gift talking about a lot arizona lottery scratcher tickets the holiday scratchers are some of the best uh gifts you can buy if you're a procrastinator like jesse uh you need to buy a gift on on the way to the uh to, to the event that you are going to 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 your christmas party with your family to hanukkah to anything you're going to make sure to stop and get yourself some holiday scratchers because they make the perfect gift. They make great stocking stuffers. And uh, of course, like I said in the past, what's better than giving someone potentially up to half a million dollars? Uh, scratchers start at just $1 and there's a scratcher for everyone on your list. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Uh, are you doing also, Are we doing one today? Do we have one uh, today? I don't have one. Well, I mean, I have, I, I bought lots of them, Jesse. I have stacks, piles this high of scratcher tickets. Uh, I keep wanting to give them out to people. But again, every time I do, I think, oh, man, do I really want to give this person half a million dollars? The criteria is very high uh, in my mind for you to get a scratcher as a gift for me. So uh, that's why I just keep them and scratch them myself. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, we have more. We have some fun stuff planned for the end of this week. We'll scratch some scratchers. Uh, I'm, I'm, you're, you just want your cut. And I get it. I appreciate it. But I, do. <laughs> uh, I, I did say that, of course, the diehard membership, best deal uh, that you can get on that. And right now might be the best time to sign up for BetMGM as well. Right now, if you sign up for BetMGM and place your first wager, uh, you can receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your bet loses. All you have to do is download the app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if the bet loses. If the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. And, of course, uh, that's a great time to absolutely go ham on a big bet. Maybe a sure thing, maybe something you can double your money with, and if not, you'll get those $1,500 back in bonus bets. Sign up for the BetMGM app now. Use bonus code B, or bonus code PHNX. Place your first Bet MGM Sportsbook wager through the Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 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 We tried. We tried. We yeah, tried. and I'm sitting over here complaining to Damon about that being the wrong uh, bet MGM offer as well. So, uh, yeah, make sure once again you check that out. It's up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your bet loses. So that is the offer available now. Now, Jesse, what I want to hear about is progress on Mike Hazen's end. You said earlier that he had the he was he was very coy with you in regards to if anything has moved past the 50 yard line, but <laughs> Uh, do you think maybe, maybe some deals are happening? Maybe something's imminent. What, what are your thoughts here? 
I mean, I can't. I probably not. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I can read into that so much that I'm like sure. expecting a deal within the next 24 hours or something. But yeah. who knows? And and I mean, even if even if he wasn't at all trying to suggest, um, you know, that they might be close on something, that doesn't mean that you know some new development could arise and some new trade become a possibility, or you know, some team give them a call back that they weren't expecting. So. Yeah, I I think that there there's still a, a very real chance that the Diamondbacks do something in the in the relatively near future. I, I don't view their lack of movement this week as meaning that you know they're not doing anything or it's going to take for forever. You know, they they could they could very easily I think make a move within the next week or two. That that wouldn't surprise me, especially as some of those bigger names uh, come off the free agency board as as we were talking about earlier. Um, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see how things turn out here. If nothing happens though, no disappointment, not making any moves during this week at the winter meetings. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Hazen was asked, you know, do you have any level of disappointment of not getting anything done, uh, at this point? And of course, yeah, his answer was no zero. Um, and I think a big part of that is that what the diamondbacks are, are looking to acquire, those players are still out there whether it be in free agency or in trade, it's not like, oh, you know, Lugo signed and Waka signed and, uh, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez signed or whomever they might be after. Those guys are still out there. Uh, we haven't really seen anyone come off the board who it, it clearly made sense that they should target that particular guy. There may have been little examples here and there, like, all right, Kenta Maeda, maybe they could have been on in on him. He, you know, he signs for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah Sonny Gray, they, they pursued yeah. him. There have been some names, but there's still very clearly a, a, an outlet for them to, you know, to get what they want to get. And that's why Hazen said that, you know, he's not at all disappointed or anything with, with not having anything done yet. I think we finally got piece of Yoshi. Jesse, because he reported fake news and he said it came from you and there is a demand in the chat to block him. And I think we finally I think we finally got the evidence we need to prosecute a uh, piece of Yoshi. So we'll hold on to that uh, for sure. But uh, you know who I want to blame for the lack of moves, Jesse? There's this fake there's this fake update right there. Um, I want to blame the Arizona Diamondbacks. I blame the Arizona Diamondbacks for the lack of moves in free agency right now you know why because this team this 84 win team that had no business doing what they did in the postseason last year has everybody thinking they can do it now everybody's like you just got to win 85 games you just got to get in look what the diamondbacks did look at the so now yeah. instead of being out on guys instead of maybe taking a few more years to rebuild there's a lot more competition out there these guys all think they're two pitchers away from being a world series contender maybe i don't that's, know that's a that's a pretty good point yeah i, I mean blame, i gotta blame us i gotta take the blame and put it on us that's what i mean that's what mike said uh we, you know we tried to ask <laughs> him again today ball. Yeah, he know. Yeah, <laughs> quote from Mike Hazen: "It is the Diamondbacks' fault that there has not been movement in, in free agency or in trades." No, that did not happen. But he did say that, from his perspective and, and from what he's heard, that it appears the reason that there hasn't been much movement is because there's just a lot of competition for a lot of guys, a lot of teams in on a lot of guys, and that just you know kind of muddies things up and drives prices higher. We've we've certainly seen a little bit of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good for baseball in a lot of ways to have so many teams trying to contend. This very much came with adding a third wild card spot. I think now that you're up to 12 playoff teams, the playoffs really are very yeah. accessible compared to you know past eras of this game. And teams teams want to go for it. Teams don't want to be in a position where their fans have no hope. You know, there's really nothing to get excited for when spring training rolls around. And uh, yeah, I, I think that's a very real thing. It is when, I mean, honestly, when you look at the last two World Series, the National League representative was the third wildcard team both years, right? The Phillies. And yeah. The so, like, there's something to be said about the idea that now that so many teams do make it into the playoffs, once you get there, especially in this game, this game with 162-game season, this game that at any point any team can suddenly – like how many times during the season did someone just become the best team in the league for the stretch of like two weeks? The Reds, the Marlins, like there were so many times – the Diamondbacks where, where so many of the teams in this uh, – that end, not ended up 
at the end of the season with the best record had these stretches where they looked unbelievably good. And all you need, like the Diamondbacks proved last postseason, is for that stretch to occur at the right time. And, you know, again, that's tantalizing to anybody that manages – uh, you know, a, a, a pro baseball franchise that we, we might be able to do that same thing. We, we might not be that far off. You know, like I said, those damn reds, uh, they weren't that far off from being in the playoffs themselves. And now here they sit with the second overall draft pick, which is just crazy to me, but uh, yeah, that, yeah the D the D backs and reds are like fighting it out for that third wild card spot down the stretch finish. What was it? A game. Uh, a game apart from each yeah. other, and, and the yeah. Reds get the number two pick. The Reds the get the number get two number pick. <laughs> That's, that it's is uh, that is pretty. Funny. It's wild. Uh, well, I know we've talked a lot about who the Diamondbacks are connected to, but we've also done the math on it, and there's a good chance that the Diamondbacks might not be able to fill all of these positional needs this offseason. They might not even necessarily need to i know i made that stupid comment about not really needing a starting pitcher but there are certain things that the diamondbacks are searching for that they could potentially do without yeah i think uh, we got a little bit of clarification today on their search for a right-handed bat Uh, i asked um you know we've heard it could be a dh it could be an outfielder it doesn't necessarily have to be both of those things it doesn't necessarily have to be an outfielder which is something that maybe some people suspected going into this mike didn't really have any idea whether it was more likely to be an outfielder or a dh at this point but like in his like his comment about his search for a starting pitcher he did say that free agency as of right now appears to be the more likely route for the diamondbacks to add that right-handed bat whatever it may be so you know, he, he definitely didn't want to rule out the trade market. He said there's still potential there. But as of right now, the D-back, it, it, both in the starting pitching search and in the right-handed bat search, free agency, uh, from his standpoint, seems to be the most likely route. Oh, well, I need something to happen, Jesse. That's what I need. I need something to happen. So I don't care what you have to do. I know uh, your your time is limited there, but, like, again – We'll budget a case of Mike and Ike's, whatever we have to do uh, to try to get some news happening because uh, we can't wait to hear about the Diamondbacks. And like, I I just, I want to hear one move that can give me some sort of gauge on, 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 on how big the Diamondbacks are going to go or what's going to happen. Right. You know, so like that's, that's right now where, what I'm kind of breathlessly hoping for is just to see some, some inclination. Like I feel like signing someone, like Justin Turner is a really good step in the right direction. Like if, if we see the diamondbacks making moves like that, then that gives me some reassurance that this team is going to try to go out there. Not, not, not like I don't believe that they are, but like this team is actually going to put an effort. This organization is going to put an effort to follow up on this amazing season. They have and try to get back to the pinnacle of baseball, get back to that peak and try to play for that championship again. I know it's not very likely that it could happen two years in a row, but who knows? This team is still mostly together, and the the, the pieces that they're losing uh, at times at times were weaknesses, at least when it comes to like third base and stuff like that. So the Diamondbacks do have the potential here to be a better baseball team in 2024, uh, based on the upgrades that they do after losing the guys they're going to lose to free agency. One thing I do want to add about the search for a designated hitter is that. The di- it appears that Mike Hazen would prefer that designated hitter to have some flexibility to play in the field. And I asked what positions in particular, like, would you be looking for there? First base was the first, uh, the first thing that he said, which makes sense. You don't necessarily have a clear backup first base option. Haven right. Smith, if he's on the roster, I guess would be that guy. But I don't know that that's a guarantee. Manuel Rivera plays over there as well. I'm not sure he would necessarily be guaranteed a spot on the opening day roster, given that Eugenio Suarez is now a member of this baseball team. So that certainly makes sense. Uh, and then, yeah, outfield was was the second one. So I guess that's where, you know, maybe a Jorge Soler type would make sense. A guy that you probably want to DH, but if you needed him to play, you know, right field every now and then, that wouldn't yeah. be the end of the world. He can probably yeah. do it and not be totally awful out there. So uh, yeah, some interesting things to keep in mind. We've gotten it about as specific as we can. Like I've run out of questions to ask uh, about what exactly they're looking for, trying to figure out like, you know, the, the types of assets that they're looking for. 
at this point, it's just a matter of, all right, you know, what's it, what's it going to be? How are these things going to fit That's, together? And yeah. there's probably some compromises that are, that are going to have to be made here. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We can maybe have some conversations about, would you rather spend a little more on the starting pitcher and a little less on the designated hitter? Or would you rather flip that the other way? You yeah. know, these are the kinds of things that I think they're grappling with right now too. And I mean, like you said, I, I don't think we could get a clearer picture uh, of what they're looking for. I feel like they've put their intentions out there. Uh, I think that there's been some gamesmanship, like what we kind of talked about with the Drew Jones comments yesterday and maybe, you know, his his reply to you there about the 50 yard line. Uh, you know, maybe maybe things are closer than they're kind of letting us let, letting on about. But I, I really do feel like at the at, at the end of all of this, you know, Mike Hazen has a difficult task here. He is still building a young franchise as far as the age and, and the direction they're going while also trying to make this team an immediate winner again this year. Like it, it's just difficult yeah. at times to balance those two things without letting one slip. Let, you know, like, you know, obviously, you know, he, he's not interested in the trades because that's where you start slipping that future of the team away and start depleting your farm system and moving into a direction where you kind of almost have to win now in the next couple of years in order for the moves that you made to, to pay off. And in order for, you know, things like that to make sense that you did it. Uh, I, I think regardless, Mike's going to like never be happy with the decisions ultimately that he makes. And <laughs> I just hope he can work out enough to stave off that coronary. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I mean, it's, you, it's, it's, it's working out and it's, uh, you know, it's his job and, uh, you know, taking care of his kids. That's that's what that's what consumes Mike Hazen at all hours of the day. So, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun to see how this unfolds. I as, as someone covering this team and just fascinated by it and, and how you're going <laughs> to fit all these pieces together. And yeah. it, it's a really delicate position to be in when you do have pieces that you could trade to make this 2024 team pretty freaking good, I think. But like you said earlier, there's this long-term window that is also promising with Gabby Moreno here for you know a pretty long time and Corbin Carroll having signed that extension. You know, the long-term future in Arizona is is fairly bright as well. But these next couple years, I mean, it it, it feels like this is the time to, to push in the chips, at least on some yeah. level. And yeah. uh, I, I'm fascinated by it to see to see how this turns out. I can relate to what Mike Hazen's going through right now, Jesse, because I am part of the party planning committee here at PHNX putting together our holiday party. And much yeah, like you guys have equally difficult jobs. We do. Say. No, yeah. you're absolutely right. It's equally difficult and it's basically the same thing. We have this list of <laughs> things that we need to accomplish. Um, and then we have this budget that's much more in this range. Um, it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the, I'm bringing Christmas lights from my house to decorate range, but that's neither here <laughs> nor there. Sometimes you make uh, the, you, you, decide where to spend the money and we're spending it on food. And then I want the Diamondbacks to spend it on starting pitching. But like you said, that's a conversation for another day. I just want Mike to understand uh, I'm with you and I can relate. We're going through the same thing, buddy. Um, and hopefully uh, we both can succeed at the end of the day. Uh, but something that could take the stress out for both of us, Jesse, OG's brands, right? Picture this to you. You're on your couch, favorite team on the screen, uh, not reliving that disaster that happened with the Suns last night because uh, that 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 upset me in ways. I needed six bags of OGs to get over last night's loss, but you can Derek, have a bag of OGs. I, I only I I only saw the replay of that moment. I wasn't there for the whole emotional roller coaster thing because I was obviously tied up here. <laughs> they didn't. The Lakers did not have possession of the ball last. Don't even start with me, Jesse Freeman. When I was twelve years old, I out. broke. I broke a big screen TV over a Suns game, and last night was almost a reenactment. We were that close uh, to me being one of those viral idiots that smashed his fist through his television screen. But luckily, I didn't do that because I had plenty of OGs on hand, Jesse. They have a variety of bold flavors, and most importantly, a variety of doses. So someone like me that needs a higher dose on a night like that uh, can also get what he needs. But OG's gummies uh, are a slam dunk for your taste buds. Plus you can customize your experience based on desired effect and strength. 
don't miss out on their sleep edition gummies because I've often said not only did I get a good night's sleep with those, but they set me up for good night's sleep going forward. It's like I got back on track. So to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Lastly, more Christmas gift ideas for you guys are set provided to us uh, as always by our friends at FOCO, beautiful little pieces of artwork. Uh, And I'll tell you, they still have some world series limited edition bobbleheads that are selling out left and right. And you might not even see what the bobblehead is, but I can guarantee you based on the quality of the ones we have right here, you will not be disappointed when those uh, little mystery boxes come in. And again, limited edition numbered uh, works of art and make absolutely great gifts this holiday season. Get the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms at FOCO. They're a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. And of course, uh, whenever uh, FOCO, it's always baseball season over at FOCO.com. So make sure to get everything you need uh, to get prepared and to celebrate the Diamondbacks World Series run. Uh, FOCO always has our back for Arizona sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting FOCO.com and using code PHNX. For all non-presale items, use the code uh, promo code PHNX10 for 10% off. Um, and yes, Jesse, I might send one to Tori Lovello. I know he doesn't want to remember or he doesn't want to go back and watch uh, any of the World Series, but like maybe a little bobblehead of like Gabby, like celebrating or something would be uh, at least something for him to you know, remember the occasion, the accomplishment. So, uh, but you have some partying to do in Nashville, I imagine. So yes, uh, uh, I know you want to get out of here, uh, but we appreciate you and all of your hard work there. Uh, we'll be back here tomorrow for our last day uh, with you in Nashville. So excited for that. Uh, and again, hopefully Mike Hazen has some news for you or some different answers to the same questions that you've asked <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> well, uh, we're not, we're not going to get Mike Hazen tomorrow. That oh, is, uh, today is officially... I think there's like some winter meetings events tomorrow, some kind of more low key things. Did, did you have breakfast with Banny this morning? I did. I did. How'd that yes. go? We had we had the manager's uh, breakfast today. Tori Lavella was unable to make it, so bench coach Jeff Bannister stepped in. Uh, yeah, it was great. Banny's a, a a lot of fun to talk to, and he's a uh, you know got got to catch up with uh, some people from D-backs PR as well as some of the other reporters as well. You know, we all just constantly talk baseball and, and our jobs and, and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, it's fun to just be able to enjoy a meal together and hang out. I also do have to say real quick that I am currently sitting doing the show where Tori Lovello sat when he did uh, his interview <laughs> with the media. The I knew that day. looked familiar. <laughs> this, uh, the, the microphone. This is Tori Lovello's microphone. I feel Fantastic. especially powerful sitting here. And, and not only Tori, but a number of a number of managers. I don't know. Dave Roberts might have been sitting here. Uh, when, he, when, he, when he when he said, when he, he blabbed the Otani news, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that I makes us connected to Tori. Yeah, I think that makes you connected. I think that makes us all connected, team. And and, and you then, know, Jesse, what, what is, a connected team. Yeah, is. what is a connected team? It's a fucking dangerous team, Damon. It's a fucking dangerous team. There's also a shirt. It's on a shirt somewhere. You can get it, I think, at the PHNX locker. Uh, <laughs> if you're a diehard, you can get that shirt for free. Diehard memberships are on sale. This is all connected. It's all connected, Jesse. It's a connected web. Uh, but again, we appreciate you and break some news, okay? Do something while you're out there. I mean, you know, it's not just all breakfast with Jeff Bannister and hanging out with Mike Hazen. We need you to break some news. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I have one more one more thing that I no. need to point out, which okay, is... Go ahead. Something that uh, Brandon Stevens just commented in the chat. The Chase Field Twitter account just posted a very mysterious video uh, that says tomorrow at 8 a.m. with a little eyeball emoji. And uh, the Diamondbacks reposted it. I, I suspect we may have some stadium news potentially coming tomorrow so maybe 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 a maybe a full uh maybe a display maybe those led lights maybe we're going to show it all the work that they've been doing inside there hopefully uh that's the case because that's that's fun but yeah we'll we'll talk about that and of course whatever news jesse breaks about otani coming to the diamondbacks tomorrow uh (laughs) we appreciate you guys of course uh i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k if you want to follow me jesse is at jesse and friedman if you want to follow him uh damon is the one you should follow he's the people's producer uh he is a damon dog that's d-a-w-g we of course are damon's dogs arf arf bark bark bark. 
I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know why it's so weird with you every single time. We just flowed with Jesse Pat. Jesse just has no passion. Yeah, there's no passion for it. Patty Plantain was Patty all about everything into it. His, it was, his heart and his soul was in the Damon's dogs. Absolutely. I mean, but that's also because we talked about life and personal issues. And Jesse just keeps I didn't, all of that. For, for the record, I didn't use to bark at all. I've actually right. come around on That's that right. and decided right. that my I mean, journalist, crazy though. It's I've crazy decided that my that. my journalistic integrity is only partially compromised by by barking and saying that I'm a I'm a I'm one of Damon's dogs. So you know we're baby steps. We're making progress. Are you or are you not one of Damon's dogs? Is the question. You know, that, there's a lot of nuance there, Derek. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're yeah. You go to Nashville and you get a big head. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like He's him out. hanging out with that Bob Nightingale. Um, but anyway, all right, well, we'll get you back here and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this, but, uh, of course you can follow our show again at PHNX underscore D backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys so much for your time. We appreciate you stopping by and remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun now that Juan Soto doesn't play for the Padres.